Okay, we're going to begin by asking a question. A question that you're not going to have any problem uh, answering, but I got to let you know when you answer this question, I don't want you to answer it out loud. I want you to answer it to yourself, and your answer cannot be Jesus. Okay, and I know we're in church, and it's the obvious go-to for Jesus. How about Jesus? And, and a lot of times, right, and this one probably would be right if you said Jesus, but you'll see what I'm saying. Answer this question, or finish this. My life was changed by fill in the blank. Who? My life was changed. You see what I'm saying? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, ding, ding, ding. Got it, got it. Okay, but let's set, the, set him aside just a second. My life was changed by whom? You might be thinking of a parent, a family member, a brother, sister, aunt, uncle, a teacher, a boss. I don't know, a coach, maybe, a friend, a pastor. I don't know. And it's, pro <laughs> it's probably more than one person. If you're like me, you know, like several people come to mind. And that would be normal. That would be natural. There's nothing wrong with that at all. My life has changed. By who? Because the truth is, you and I should never underestimate the power. Never underestimate the power. One life. One life. We know the power of one life. We know it experientially. We know it because we have someone that comes to mind when we're asked the question, who's changed your life? My life has been changed by, and you're... You, you're not going to have any problem coming up with at least one person and probably more than one. I can think of three to five people immediately. Yeah. This changed my life. Now, here's the truth. And this is very sobering. It's a gut check time. That's not always a positive thing. Now, hopefully it's a positive thing, right? My life has been changed for the better because of, but there's also the possibility that our lives are sent on a different trajectory, a negative trajectory because of the influence of someone else because we can have a negative power as well. And in the three to five people that I'm thinking of, most of them were good, but there are one or two people that I think of my life was negatively affected by them. And I have spent many years of healing, lots of counsel, just trying to get past. So it goes both ways, but here's what we know. One life can be life-changing. One life can have a life-changing effect on you. But let me hold the mirror up to you just for a second and have you think about yourself. How about you? Have you ever thought about the effect that your one and only life is having on the people around you? Because it most certainly is. You might be thinking, no, 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 not me. Not, not me. You got the wrong, you got the wrong person. I got like two followers and one of them's my mom. <laughs> right? And so you, you don't, people don't know my name. I don't stand on a stage. They don't know who I am. No, 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 no. You could not be more incorrect. Someone thinks of you and puts your name in the blank 
My life has been changed by, and they're thinking about you. Believe it or not. Realize it or not. You have that power. I mean, have you ever really stopped and thought about the people that are in your life and why the people that are in your life are in your life and not other people? In other words, think about the people that God has brought into your life. If we believe, and, and we do believe, and maybe you don't believe it, but right now I'll, I'll believe it for you. But I would say most of us who, who care about knowing and following God and following Jesus, would, we would say, yeah, we believe God is all-powerful and is sovereign over all things. And because we believe that, it's not an accident nor a coincidence. The people that are in your life are in your life. Have you ever thought about why God brought you into their life? And those connections and associations. Not an accident, not a coincidence. There's a purpose there. Because God designed us to affect each other. And hopefully... You are going to use your one and only life and the power it has to impact their lives. And their lives impact yours. That's the way God created us to work. It's actually a beautiful thing. God created us to connect with one another. Even if you're an introvert. Even if you're more introverted, and I, I, you may not get this part of me on Sunday because you know I can, I can push and do the, the out front people thing, but really, I am borderline introvert, a little bit more of an introvert than, than not. And so uh, even those of us who are a little bit more introverted, every now and then, we're just like, I, I, I need to be around other introverts and just sit in a room and not talk. <laughs> right? Do you remember, you remember that feeling, right? And those of you that are extroverts, I mean, this is just about, did you end? Do you remember the pandemic? The latest one? Yeah, just in case. And the, and the, the beginning part, the quarantine part, right? Where, I mean, initially I was like, oh, this is great. This, you know, those introverts out there, this is great. The world has come to us. <laughs> but eventually it was just like, I, I, need, I need to be around. Right. Why, why do we feel that? Why did we feel that? Why was that so hard? Because by God's design, we were created to impact the lives of each other. Proximity has a lot to do. A lot to do with that. Let me show you. I'm just going to give you a snapshot. Just follow with me just a second. I want to show you a couple things in the scriptures. Uh, a couple of things that King Solomon said. And then I want to show you a couple of things Jesus said. And then a couple of things that Paul, the apostle, said to show you that from ancient Old Testament Israel all the way through the New Testament times into the first century and beyond, this is a theme, this, this whole thing about how our lives impact each other. Never underestimate, never underestimate the power one life can have. Let me, let me show you, this is what Solomon said. It says, iron sharpens iron. So one person sharpens another. I love this. This is one of my favorite verses in all the Bible. And I think about it often. When I, when I take my pocket knife out, and, and I usually carry a pocket knife with me. I don't have it up here now. Preaching with a weapon is problematic. But uh, and whatever happened to guys carrying pocket knives? Right? It's just the lost thing. You should carry a pocket knife. You never know. And, 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 and women, too. You know, women can carry pocket knives. You just, your clothes have less pockets. But... Um, 
The other day, somebody insulted me and said, hey, you, got a, you wouldn't happen to have a knife on you, would you? I'm like, I got my pants on, don't I? I have a knife on me. Anyway, okay, I'm sorry. That, I guess I bring that up because when I take out my pocket knife, often I'll think about this verse. As, as one person sharpens, one person sharpens, one person helps make another person better. Hmm, logically, though, the opposite can be true. If one person can sharpen another, a person can dull another. Because we have more power than we think. Never underestimate the power. Here's another thing that Solomon said. When you walk with the wise, you become. It changes you. When you walk with the wise, it changes you. You become wise. But (laughs) if you're a companion of fools, if your friends are fools, uh, suddenly the light's coming on for some of you. Yep, that's my problem. My friends are idiots. Right? If, you, if you're a companion of fools, you will suffer harm because we affect each other. Let me show you a couple of things Jesus said in Jesus' most famous sermon, the Sermon on the Mount. He, he gave a couple of analogies that speak right into the wheelhouse of this. A couple of analogies that at first you look at and you go, hmm, that's nice, hmm, that's poetical, that's beautiful. But we really think about what he's saying here is the effect that we have on the people around us. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. He's talking to people like me and you. You are the salt of the earth. Now, I take it as a compliment because I love salt, right? Why does he call us salt? He calls us salt because salt affects things. Salt always has an effect on the things that it is put on. Always, always, always. It either makes it, it either changes the taste, makes it salty. You can put it on ice and it melts the ice. You can put it on a piece of meat and it preserves the meat. Are you kidding me? Salt cannot not have an effect on its surroundings in some way, even in a chemical way that we may not be able to see with our eyes. And and then Jesus follows that up and he says, you have an effect on people you are, you are designed to have an effect on those around you and they're to have an effect on you. He, he gave another analogy right after that. He said, you're the light of the world. Same thing, light. Light illuminates darkness. Light has an effect on things. Light, when it's used in its proper way, can do everything from light a dark room, illuminate a path, or if you focus it, if you focus light all the way to a point of making it a laser, you can cut things. You can do surgery with it. You go, wow, are you kidding me? Light, powerful thing. You're powerful. Just keep going. Paul, first century. He, he said things like this. He said, brothers and sisters, if, if someone is caught in a sin, if somebody in your life screws up, you who live by the Spirit or those of you who haven't screwed up in that same way, in that same time, in other words, you know, you, you, things are going okay for you right now, you should restore that person Gently. Restore. I can do that? Yes, you can do that. We have that power. You have that power. We have the ability to to enter someone's life who has fallen flat on their face and reach down and help them back up and bring healing to their life and help them. We have that power. We can restore one another. Now he goes on to say, watch yourself. You'll be tempted too, okay? So there's a whole different side of this that we could teach another time. But look at this. And so carry each other's burdens. We have that power. Yep. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ, which is to love each other as I've loved you. That's what Jesus said. It's my new command. You want to do that well? 
and carry each other's burdens. We can lighten each other's loads. You can. You have that power. You have the power to lighten someone's load or make it heavier. I have the power to lighten someone's load or make it heavier. We have an effect on people. People have an effect on us. Never underestimate the power. Never, ever underestimate the power. One life. I'm going to show you one more thing Paul said. He was writing to Christians in in Thessalonica, and, and he said, I want you to encourage one another. I can do that? Yeah, you can do that. And build each other up. Right? I can build people up? Yes, you can build people up. People can build each other up, or they can tear each other down and discourage one another. Never underestimate the power. One life. I want you to think. If you're married, I want you to think about your spouse. I want you to think about your family. If you're a parent or grandparent, I want you to think about your children and your grandchildren. Aunt and uncle, your nieces and nephews. If you're not married, I want you to think about your friends. Or maybe you're dating. Think about the person you're dating. Think about the people you work with. The people in your neighborhood. I want you to think about the people that you pass all the time. And you know their face, you just don't know their name. And it's like, hey, man. What's up, dude? But you see them, they watch you, you watch them, you notice each other, you're in each other's worlds. Uh, maybe the people in your small group, the people around you. I want you to think about them and let's get a little bit more personal now. It's not just about one life. This is about your one life. This is about your life. Never underestimate the power of your life. You. You have more power than you can imagine. You have more power than you can fathom. Do not assume they're not affected by you. Who? Just fill in the blank. Do not assume that they're not watching, that they don't know, that they don't care, that they don't see. Do not assume then yeah, 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 they're not paying attention to me. Yeah, do not assume. And I, I think we've all made that mistake from time to time. Yeah, 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 maybe they, maybe they, hope they didn't hear that. Hope they, maybe they're not watching. Maybe they didn't see. Oh, do not assume. Do you have more power than you can imagine? Now, let, me, let me come at it from this way. Okay, I asked you the question at the very beginning. Right, how would you fill in this blank? My life has been changed by... Okay, and so I want you to think about who you put in that blank. Do you think they have any idea or had any idea? Maybe they do now, but at one point, do you think they had any idea the effect they were having on you? Do you think they had any idea the power that they had in your life and how it changed your life? Do you think they had any idea? Probably not. They had no idea the impact they were having. Same is true for you. You and I have no idea. We have no idea just how much power you hold in how you relate to other people. Let me say it another way. And I'll just let you know, this is raw. It's a little bit in your face, but I think think you're all mature enough to handle it. And if not, we, we still need to wrestle with it. Never underestimate what God can create or what Satan can destroy through you. Because you have that much power. See, God can create beautiful things through you in the world and in the lives of others. God can heal. God can help. God can transform through you. 
And Satan can destroy and tear down through you. And you get to decide. And I get to decide. It's a sobering truth, but I'm telling you, we need to wrestle with it. It's about stewarding the influence of our one and only life. (laughs) You hear people talk about from time to time, and and it's a very noble thing to say, and it's kind of a cliche. When you hear people say it, it, we find ourselves kind of, yeah, go you. Yeah, man. And we want to applaud it, you know, because it's very noble when people talk about, I want to change the world. I want to change the world. Yeah, go you, change the world. Except in reality, very few of us, if any of us at all, ever truly will. Here's the truth. That, that title has already been claimed, world changer. There is someone who literally has changed the world, and his name is Jesus. So I'm not going to step into that realm and I don't think you will step into that realm and, and even though it's very noble, let me, don't abandon, don't abandon the spirit behind it because even though you and I will probably never literally change the world in and of ourselves, we are always bringing change to someone's world. We're always changing someone's world. Always, always. Others will never be unaffected by us. They're going to be affected one way or the other. We're always changing someone's world. And so in that way, we are bringing change to the world. You see the difference? I can't change the world. I'm not all that. You can't change the world. You're not all that. But we're always changing someone's world and in that way, bringing change to the world. There's so many different ways you and I can come at making this possible. I came across this not long ago and I thought it was very applicable, so I wrote it down to share with you. William McRaven is a retired U.S. Navy admiral. He was also the SEAL commander on the operation targeting Osama bin Laden in 2011. He was given the commencement speech in May of 2014 at the University of Texas, hailed as one of the best commencement speeches of all time. You can YouTube it. You can watch this. It's fascinating. So William McRaven was giving 10 lessons to the graduates, and this was lesson number one. Lesson number one, if you want to change the world, start off by making your bed. That's it, number one. What, no, no amens from the moms out there of little kids? I mean, if you're trying, I want to change the world, make your bed. Right? It's that kind of thing. So in, in his mind, it began there. It's fascinating to see how he developed that into one decision after another decision. You start with the decision of making your bed. Fantastic talk. You ought to watch it. And so I, I'm going to kind of give you my own version of that. I'm not going to give you 10 lessons. I'm just going to give you one. So Pastor Jonathan says, if you want to change someone's world, and you're probably not going to change the world. Jesus has done that. But if you want to change someone's world and then in that way bring change to the world, Here's my thing for you. Follow Jesus in front of and with them. Follow Jesus in front of them because they're watching. They notice it matters and then with them because you have more power than you could possibly imagine. Never underestimate the power of your one life. Follow Jesus. Be intentional about following Jesus in front of them. 
and with them. Paul said something in the first century to um, some early Christians that when you first read it, and for years I would read this, and I'm like, man, that sounds kind of arrogant. I was like, what, are you, like, false? Is, is this pride? What is it? I mean, because it's like, wow, he, this is a bold statement. And, it, and it's not arrogant if you can back it up. Paul could back it up, right? Paul was very clear that he had all kinds of issues and he was not perfect. In fact, he, he said at one point, man, when it, I'm, I'm the worst sinner of all of you. Okay? And so I got my own issues to deal with. But he said this, and when he said this, I, I think this brought so much clarity to what we're talking about. <laughs> Paul writes to the Corinthians, follow my example. Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. He says, okay, here's the deal. I'm following Jesus, so y'all follow me and we'll follow Jesus together. Whew, that's a mouthful, isn't it? I mean, how many of us, I mean, I'm sure there were days that Paul screwed up and he was like, okay, well, okay, stop following me right now. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta get some stuff. Okay, wait, don't look at it. Right, okay, now, here we go. Follow me, I'm following Jesus. Follow me, we'll follow Jesus together. That's what it was. He was saying, I follow Jesus in front of you and I'm gonna follow Jesus with you. Follow me as I follow Christ. I mean, that's the heart of this. That's the power we have. I mean, if you want to discover your full potential, your life's full potential, you know how you will discover it? Following Jesus in front of others and with them, you will discover your life's greatest, fullest potential. I don't care what, you, it doesn't matter, man, woman, young, old, doesn't matter what your title is, your educational background, doesn't matter any of that. All that stuff is irrelevant. You, I mean, it has its place, but when it comes to following Jesus, that's what makes all the difference. Following Jesus in front of them. And with them, you discover your fullest and greatest potential. It's about showing people a great example. Because a great example is so much more powerful than great advice. Never forget that. A great example trumps great advice all day long. Just much more powerful. We're very quick to give advice, aren't we? Hey, let me tell you what you should do. Let me tell you, I got an idea. Here, listen up, listen up. Let me give you some advice. Let me help you a little bit. And so we just pass it out. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. But you know what's more powerful than let me tell you? Let me show you. Let me show you. A great example, following Jesus in front of and then with them, modeling it. We're all models, either good or bad. We're all models. This is about self-leadership. This is about leading the person in the mirror. The person in the mirror that you look at every morning, it was the hardest person you will ever have to lead. And so self-leading and paying attention to character and integrity. And I'm not talking about being perfect. You're not going to be perfect. You're going to screw up. You're going to mess up. But see, part of following Jesus is learning what it means to embrace mercy and grace and forgiveness when you screw up, when you fall flat of your face. It's receiving the forgiveness of Jesus and, and mid-course corrections and getting back on the path and saying, follow me as I follow Jesus. You see, you have that power and that power builds up other people and it is meant to encourage other people and carry their burdens. And when you follow Jesus and follow Jesus with others, you make a difference. In fact, you make a difference because you are being the difference. That's the best way to make a difference is to actually be the difference. Follow Jesus in front of them and with them. I cannot say this enough. That's when you will discover your life's greatest purpose. 
People talk about purpose in life, finding my purpose. You were designed by God for relationships with others. And then Jesus gave us the focus of what those relationships should look like. So you follow Jesus in front of them and with them. And so many examples of this, so many examples. You probably have examples that come to mind. And, and maybe one of the examples has everything to do with the person whose name you put in the blank at the very beginning because they follow Jesus. They're not perfect, but they follow Jesus in front of you and they have followed Jesus with you and it has changed your life. You think of all kinds of examples. I want to tell you about a couple of guys in our church. Bradley Fulp, Donovan McCorkle. Maybe you know them, maybe you don't. They've both attended the summit for a very long time. Bradley grew up in our church, came up through our student ministry in Impact. And now he leads worship on, uh, I think, both locations, Kernsville, Oak Ridge. Uh, he's married to Ashley. They got a couple little children now. And, and so it's just been a fantastic thing to watch um, Bradley grow up in our church family. And Donovan McCorkle was Bradley's small group leader in Impact for many years. And Donovan and Tracy and their family have been a part of our church for many, many, many years. And the relationship between Bradley and Donovan could not illustrate this more beautifully. Let me show you a picture. This is an old picture. This is Bradley back in Impact and this is Donovan. And so I asked him, I said, guys, I'm Bradley, I want you to give me, because immediately I thought of them and some others, but I reached out to these guys because I knew they'd play along. I said, give me, give me some words that I could share. Bradley, tell me about Donovan's impact in your life. Donovan, tell me what having an impact in Bradley's life means to you. Here's what Bradley says. I came to Impact for the first time in 2010 at 15 years old. I came along with some friends that were only interested in spending time with some girls that we were interested in. Makes sense. It happens. I remember loving everything about Impact until it was time to split off into our small groups. Because all of my friends were older, they went into a group and I had to go into another group with complete strangers. And that's where my bond with Donovan began because Donovan was the group leader. He made me feel right at home and we immediately connected. My friends never came back, but I was in love with this place and also had a leader who was so much fun and I connected with so well. Now listen, Bradley says about a year in, I unexpectedly lost my mother. I found out about her brain hemorrhage and death while I was with Donovan and he was with me the entire process and honestly was like family to me from that moment forward. I feel like God put me at the summit at the exact time I needed a support system stronger than I had ever experienced and Donovan was the backbone of that support system for me. He's encouraged me in every step of my life from dating to going to college to professionally, to getting married, having kids, being a father. Donovan has truly made a massive impact on my life and still does to this day. Look at this next picture. It's a picture of Donovan speaking at Bradley and Ashley's wedding a few years back. I mean, when these guys met, when Donovan said, I, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll volunteer, lead a small group of teenage guys. And Bradley walked in, he never, never could imagine. He's looking at a guy, he said, one day I'm gonna be speaking at your wedding. Bradley could have never imagined. Yeah, one day my mom's going to die and you're going to hold me together. 
asked Donovan what this means to him. Donovan said, since first serving an impact 14 years, over the last 14 years, it's allowed me to share my struggles, successes in life with young men who face the same challenges I did some 30 plus years ago and to connect them to God who loves them. For example, I now get to see Bradley Fulp leading and serving at the summit, not to mention he's now a husband and father. He said, I'm so grateful to be a part of his story. And there was a time in Bradley's life not long ago when his life was falling apart, yet God used our connection with each other through impact to do a miracle in his life. There's so much more. Listen to this. Donovan said, there's so much more I receive from serving than I could explain. But it's in these serving moments that I get to have a front row seat to life change and seeing God do what only he can do. It's worth the time and the energy. Never underestimate the power of your life. All of it matters. What you do matters and how you do it matters. What you say matters and how you go about saying it also matters. Your attitudes on good days, bad days matters. The choices you make and the process that you go about in making your choices matters. Heck, even how you handle money, how you spend money, it matters. How you face problems matters. How you face opportunities matters. Your faith matters because you have more power than you could possibly imagine. Never underestimate it. You might be going, man, that's a lot of pressure, dude. <laughs> I didn't need all that. I need all that put on me. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. It's not pressure. It's reality. And I'm not, I'm not putting anything on you. I'm just hoping you see. I'm just trying to help you see what's already there. Because this is true. This is true. It's always been true. It's true. It's true for you. And it's true for me. It's true for every single person here. Every single person that's watching online. All of us have that kind of power. Never underestimate it. So be intentional with it. Follow Jesus. Very simple, not easy, but very simple. Just follow Jesus in every area of your life, in front of them and then with them. Because it's always better to follow Jesus with somebody else who wants to follow Jesus. And you will fully then begin to discover the purpose of your one and only life as designed by your creator. You will fully begin to step into the power of your one life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this sobering, convicting, challenging, and hopefully encouraging truth. That we have more power than we can imagine. We know, we know that's true because we know who has impacted our lives. 
in ways they probably didn't even understand at the time. Only eternity will fully reveal the impact that our lives have on others. To help us to take this seriously and help us to be strengthened by your power and your great grace to follow you, to simply follow Jesus in front of them because they're watching and it matters. And to follow Jesus with them because nobody was meant to journey alone. We were designed to journey together. Help us to realize maybe who is looking at us and then realize as well We have no idea all who are looking at us. So may we just commit to following Jesus in front of and with those around us. And thank you that we have the example of Christ to follow. So Father, I ask that you would help me step into the full potential of this one and only life that you have entrusted to me And I ask the same thing for my friends. In Jesus' name, amen.